and we welcome you into this edition of The Spotlight. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Drew Brent. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668, or you can cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. Our guest at this time is a man I have been really looking forward to speaking with. We've not actually had the chance to sit down and talk before, so this interview is the first one. Welcome in Daniel Gallegos. The Sports Information Director over at Arkansas Tech University. Correct? That's the official title. Well, okay, the official title, and it's I liken it to calling a, uh, a trash person a sanitation engineer. Yeah. It's essentially the same thing, but technically it's Director of Athletic Communications. But from what most people know of the, the job and the profession, Sports Information Director has been the one that um, has been used a lot beforehand and just the one that SID um, that people kind of relate to. So it doesn't bother me anyway. Titles are titles. I just do the job. You know, it's interesting to me because I think your job may be one of the most pivotal in an athletic department, and it also might be one of the most overlooked. That was something Rick Schaefer said a long time ago. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of communicating the proper message for tech athletics. It's big. Um, you know, my, my primary role and responsibility is what you just said. Just It's the communication efforts, the outward um, communication from what goes on in our athletic department, wins, losses, what our coaches achieve, what our athletes achieve, um, awards, and, and getting that information out to the public. Um, you know, and we do it through a variety of ways. We've got our, um, our website, ArkansasTechSports.com. We're on all the social media platforms. We're even... I'm told getting on TikTok, which nice. is going to be a new venture uh, for me. But I've got some some younger folks around that kind of can help navigate those newer social media things, um, and even some of the more traditional ones. You know, like the local newspaper will will run some of the information we give them. Uh, the state newspaper, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, um, they'll take some of that information too. So it's just it's um, a way to get the message out and what's what's going on at Arkansas Tech and. Um, it's really become, it's changed so much. I've been doing it, um, started off as a student worker in uh, 2007 at University of the Ozarks nearby um, and have been doing it pretty much ever since. Um, and just what has changed from that point to even now, it's, it's remarkable. Because before it used to be, you know, you mentioned Rick Schaefer. Um, he, he used to be the SID at Arkansas. And yeah. He was part of the, the old, old school part of it to where it was you know you had to get on the phone after games and uh, call the news stations call the newspaper report your scores and uh, send send them faxes of stuff like that they're just the ease of access for information wasn't quite there is what we've got now with email internet uh, social media the ways in which people consume their information Um, so it's just it's trying to get that stuff to those people on those platforms um, has changed just so, so much. And, and what you said, it's, you know, for the being kind of overlooked, uh, it, it definitely can be. And there are some some schools, unfortunately, um, just all around the country, doesn't matter what division they are, um, they don't take or value the position as much. Um, and, and that's that's really sad and it's really tough because one of the big things um, within it, because it is so much, it's one of the hardest questions I always get asked is, what do you do? What's your job? Right. You know, and, and it's just because it's so much and many different things you're doing all kinds of different stuff and a lot of times it it falls on one person uh within that department to do it and and they're asking so much and so burnout becomes an issue for a lot of folks and um there's just a lot of people within the industry that are very talented 
very talented communicators um, and things like that that would be great, but they just don't, they're not, um, they're not supported the way they need to be. And, and they get out of the profession. Um, and it, it's really sad seeing those people get lost. And, and part of that is just that it's, it is such an undervalued part. But when you look at it, you know, people see it all over the place. You know, even if you look at stuff from what the University of Arkansas does, um, you know, you follow their tournament run that they're going on uh, for basketball. There are people behind every one of those posts that, that are put out there. Um, you know, somebody getting Coach Musselman to those media obligations and things like that and facilitating those. And, um, you know, there's they have more than one person, which is nice. But they have those people in place to do that. Um, and some of those places where, where they value that and they put the resources to it, you can tell a noticeable uh, difference. And, and I'm fortunate that Arkansas Tech is one of those universities um, that does value uh, the, my job, my p- profession, and, and those types of things. And, um, you know, it's one that I observed over my time because I've, I've spent time at, at Henderson as a GA, spent time at SAU in the same role. Uh, so just seeing Arkansas Tech, how they operate from afar, I knew that that was the case. And just knowing the people who were there before, so um, – very fortunate that that tech does appreciate it. They do value it. And, um, you know, if, if, if we weren't there doing the things we do, um, it would, it would be noticeable, I would say. Right. And we're going to hit on that topic here in just a moment, but you said something I want to follow up on. You said, um, back in the olden days when you had guys like Rick Schaefer and, and he's kind of the gold standard for SIDs for former sports journalists like me. And then yourself who are, who kind of operate in that capacity now. It was a lot harder as far as uh, calling the news stations, putting out those faxes, getting that information out. So in terms of that portion of the job, it was more difficult. Mm -hmm. But I would submit to you that I think the job may be more difficult now, not necessarily from the ease of access standpoint, but because there are so many more platforms that you have to contend with, coupled with the fact that those platforms are releasing information every 20 to 25 seconds really easy to get lost in the shuffle how do you avoid that yeah and you're absolutely right it's it's kind of a double-edged sword that ease of access to where you know it was it was funny it just even recently when i first got to sau and i had my student workers um we finished and the guy who i I took over for was kind of an old school sid before that and and did stuff you know the more traditional way and um was just maybe starting to embrace some of the technologies. He could send emails and things like that. But, right. uh, you know, it was still a lot of stuff was done uh, kind of the old-fashioned way. And we come in from a basketball game because I, I came on in January, and they immediately go, okay, we need to start calling the, <laughs> the news stations and reporting our scores. And, and they even, we even had a fax machine that was starting to fire up, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> we don't need to do that. Like, we can email them. You know, we'll put out a score graphic and things like that. And um, so just that ease of access – double-edged sword of it being that it is a lot easier to get the information but now it's uh it's the downside is trying to meet the demand of people wanting to get the information um and it's just it's constant social media is probably the biggest driver of that change um you know to where it was you know you would have a game if you were there in attendance you saw it for yourself you knew what happened but if you weren't you had to wait until uh the next day in the in the newspaper you know, or maybe hear about it on your local radio recap or things like that. Um, that's how you would find out how, how people did. Um, and that was all well and good. But nowadays, it's it's all instant. It's at people's fingertips, and they want the information right then. And so um, that is the hardest part is just it's, 
it's gone from a lot to a 24-7 type job, or at least feeling the pressure right. to do that. Um, you know, and like one of the, the ones that I kind of, you try to balance stuff on what you have and people and, and can you really pull it off and is it is it worth it a lot of stuff? Uh, you know, like for me, like live tweeting the results of games, we don't do that that much. Like we'll, we'll post like a score update every now and then and things like that, but um, we don't get as much engagement when you just, in my opinion, when you see a Twitter feed and it's just every like yeah. whatever and it's like you can follow the game that way, sure, and some people like doing that, but, you know, if we're getting, if I'm having as like a student worker do something and we're getting two likes out of every 20 posts, you know, we could, we could use our resources on other stuff. And so we kind of supplemented that with, with putting content on our um, Instagram stories and still kind of having that update stuff. But um, and each platform has their own strengths and weaknesses on how to get that information out there. So you're trying to balance, you know, what content, what information needs to go on what and, and do it all this. There's a new one coming up, you know, every so often, like I said, we're trying to, uh, figure out TikTok and how we can make make that work because that's a, a big social media app um, over the last few years and you know you want to try to stay in touch with those things and not not fall behind and, and stay with what people are doing within the industry and it's important too because this is something that doesn't get talked about a lot when you are working for sports media you're not just doing it for the public relations side while it's a huge part of it there is a whole other subsection of the reasoning behind what it is that you do, and it's recruiting. Oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I uh, and I tell our coaches this all the time, too. Um, you know, I just went through recently and, and updated the writing of our fall sports coaches for their bios. Um, you know, with the ease of access that we talked about, anybody at any time can look up Arkansas Tech Athletics, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, but you're constantly on display whether or not you know it. And so I, I always tell the coaches, like, you know, we probably have however many athletes that recruit us before they even recruit them. Um, and so that's why it's very important for us to have um, the website we have. To It's a very, you know, it's a modern website. It's an industry st standard um, through Sidearm Sports is what we have. Um, so having a website and having that look, high quality and, and, and we just recently did a redesign so that's got a refreshed look and and the willingness to do that every two or three years um to keep things new and, and informative is huge because anybody can go and look on there and they can they can see what they want and then part of it too um which is different from uh traditional like sports writing or sports journalism i spoke to um uh, mummert's class um the other day his sports journalism class and um, I said, we have a, we have an opportunity to be our own media. We don't have to rely on the Democrat Gazette to come up and, and cover us and things like that. Because if they do, that's great. But they are the ones who decide how to tell the story. Where we can control the message, um, you know, and, and wins and losses are going to happen. You know, you might win more than you lose or you might lose more than you win in a given year. And so for me, it's important to still take even those negative losses that we may have but spin them into a positive way um, to always present Arkansas Tech Athletics in the best possible light for that reason, what you're talking about, that, you know, people can go and look on our website anytime they want. And if it's just filled with, you know, we don't do this very often, which is great at Tech, but if it's filled with just disparaging, like, headlines or, you know, if we yeah. happen to be on a losing streak or a program's down at a certain point and it just feels negative and when they're going through and reading it, why would you want to come and be a part of that program anyway? So. Right. Even in a loss, 
it's our job to dig dig through the box score, find the positives, um, you know, and spin it. But sometimes it is what it is. You can get beat really bad, you know, or it could be a close loss. But um, just keeping that in the back of my head of, yeah, everything we do, it's the outward communication. And it, it ultimately, in my opinion, represents Arkansas Tech as well, the university. Um, you know, so if we are if we are good, as good as we can be uh, front line with that social media presence and things like that, that is going to appeal to to just regular students that want to come to tech, um, you know, because they're going to see it and be like, it looks like they got a really cool athletic department. You know, that I could imagine myself going there and being a part of a football game, a tailgate atmosphere, um, those kinds of things. They're very successful in all their sports. I would love to be a part of that. Um, and it just, to me, it all ties together. It all works together from what we put out in athletics and helping the university and, and trying to drive enrollment and, and things like that. So it's, it's something that's always in the back of my mind of, yeah, we are, we're helping sell the university on a day-to-day basis. So we need to always look that way in how we are, um, how we present ourselves externally on our website, social media, and those things. About what year did you start your career? I started as a student uh, worker. I'm a failed student athlete. Um, 2007, fall 2007, I got a work study job at Ozarks. Uh, the SID, uh, Josh Peppis, he's still there. Um, and uh, he gave me a shot because uh, the story of it is basically I, I'm left-handed. And so I grew up playing baseball my whole life. I'm not very good. I've never been good. But everybody always thought I could pitch. And so that's the only reason I stuck around baseball as long as I did. I go to Ozarks, not even trying to continue to play baseball. I went to Sylvan Hills for high school, and they were really good while I was there. And um, somehow I end up on the team because I put on my housing application that I uh, was interested in baseball. I thought that just meant they wanted – I wanted to get another roommate that liked baseball. Turns out they thought I was going to be on the team. Um, so I go through all that. I still am not very good. So they're like, yeah, you know, you can hang around or do whatever. Um, I like being a part of the team, so I was like, I'll stick around. Um, but right before our first game – they needed somebody to play music and do PA for our games. They didn't have anybody in place. And uh, I got volunteered to do that job. Um, so I, I did it. I, w- I went with it. But that gave me an opportunity to be um, in the press box alone with, with Pepys. <clears throat> and um, that's really where I got to find out what it was that sports information did and yeah. realized, wow, that actually is more in line with what I want to do professionally. Um, and so that, that kind of got me on my path there was – being terrible at baseball and leading me to where I am now. And um, after I graduated, uh, I went, um, had like an internship more or less at a Division three school up in Pennsylvania, um, which was 17 hours away from anybody I knew. Snowed 10 out of the 12 months probably. Right. Um, but it was, it was great for me professionally because it was right out of school. It was like a full-time job, and it made me realize that this was what I wanted to do for a career um, and so I, I did my 10 months up there and went and got a, a GA at Henderson. And that led me to my first full-time job at, uh, at SAU, Southern Arkansas. And then uh, before I got to Tech, two years before I got to Tech, I was at the University of New Mexico. Um, got to see what Division I uh, was like and operated like that. But then I realized that I really liked the Division II level and the GAC in particular. And, and Arkansas Tech was always just from afar a job that I always thought would be a great job, and it has been. So 2007 is really when you kickstart your career. Mm-hmm. 2007 is about the time I kickstarted my career in television as yeah. well. Okay, And I started out doing 
sports reporting. That's what I did. I was a sports guy, play by play. That's what I did. The reason I bring that up is I remember when I started in television and radio, um, I was still learning how to put commercials in radio on carts. Yeah. Um, we were still producing videotapes and editing tape to tape. Mm-hmm. This was only about 15 years ago. Now, in a newsroom, I've got a full, I've got a full 4K television studio in Russellville, Arkansas, mm-hmm. that we can do a newsworthy broadcast anywhere in the country. Yeah. 15 years changes the game. Yeah. For you, when you started out and you were surrounded by a lot of these old school guys who had the right mentality mm-hmm. but didn't necessarily have the savviness of the new thing, yeah. how do you mold that? How did you morph that into what your own philosophy is? It just it boils down, I think, to the the attitude that you have to have working in athletics. Period, and it's it's just a good I think principle to have in life because there are so many things that are unpredictable. But being able to be adaptable, um, yeah, and you're right. There was a lot of there's been a ton of turnover in the industry. It's you know it's hard. You know, I talked about the burnout and things like that, and then also too one of the other parts was there were people that were very talented, um, you know sports writers or or things like that and just you know were great at at doing the traditional side of everything but they weren't as quick to embrace um the new media or the new ways to do stuff um you know diving into the the live video portion of it you know live stats and, and just all the different innovations that have come along um they just didn't embrace it and that kind of separated a lot of folks and and then also, too, you get um, some administrators, too, that are very high-level, top-level thinkers that kind of just see what everybody else is doing, and they just want they want that. And they want, just give me people who can do that. And then if those people don't fit that or they're not willing to, it, it just unfortunately creates a lot of... There was a lot of good ones that, that went away, mm-hmm. you know, that still are very strong in all the other aspects. And it's... It's unfortunate because a lot of that stuff is still a big part of it. Like, we still have to do stats. We still have to take stats at all the games. And we're the official stat people, the stuff that gets sent to the NCAA and, mm-hmm. and you know, things like that where in which people look at to nominate for awards and national awards and All-Americans and things like that. So there is still very much a place for it. Um, and I think one of the the old stigmas for it was, you know, that we were – people that were in this spot were just nerds behind a computer, you know, that liked to do stats, Right. you know, and that's very stereotypical and it's very true. And I always tell people, yeah, I'm just the nerd behind the computer. I embrace it from that stereotype part of it. But I also know that I'm able to, um, do the other stuff too. And and the willingness to learn it too, because there's a lot of stuff that just, you don't know it at first, but you got to be willing to figure it out and learn it and then, and then adapt it and just always trying to, be as be- as good as you can be, and you know. Again, it goes back to the whole, you know, recruitment stuff. Of if I'm doing my job well and people in my office are doing our job well, I think our athletic department's going to look great. Yeah, but I think if you are a major sports fan mm-hmm. of any sort, you're somewhat of a sports nerd. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you can make fun of the statisticians all you want to, but tell me one super fan that doesn't know how many or what the quarterback rating was for their favorite quarterback in a given season or, I mean, if they were the passing leader in a particular mm-hmm. season, that kind of thing. Those are statistics. Yeah. 
really and truly, in order to be successful in this job, I would assume, tell me if I'm wrong, that at the very core of your heart, you still got to be just a sports fan. You do. It's a big part of it um, because you're around it so much and you're doing it so much. So if you, the other side of it too is you don't have to like sports per se to do it. You're just around it so much that if you don't like it, you're not going to probably have a lot of fun doing it. Um, But it also helps too to where, um, you know, you want to be there. You get to experience those things like I don't do anything to help win or lose a game. Uh, regardless of how many jinxes I throw out there into the world. Right. Um, you know what I mean? But I still, when our teams win, I get excited for them. I feel like I've won uh, when they lose. You know, I take that hard too, especially if it's tough and in the postseason. Um, senior days are my least favorite because that's the last that they're going to play. When when they make postseason and, and they lose, if you don't win a national championship. That's it. You know, it, I feel for, the, for those athletes. And so um, – you know, I've been fortunate that I've been around a lot of successful programs and, and I've built up a, a, a decent collection of, of their championship rings from what they do. I didn't do a single thing athletically right. <laughs> to get those, but I still feel very honored to have been given those rings as a small part of what they do because it's part of our job to, to tell those stories and to be there. So being a, a sports fan definitely does help because you're going you're gonna to want to be around it, but it also, too, can... One of the other things when people don't fully understand the job, which it is what it is, it's funny, but they're like, oh, you get to go to all the games. That must be cool. It's like, yeah, I do. Yeah. But I also get to stay and work two hours after the game is done. Right. And everybody else gets to go home. So there's a lot of the um, the preparation. So, like, you take a game day. We've got all the preparation leading up to a game. Game notes, previews, graphics, those kinds of things. Leading up to the game. Then we have the game itself, and then afterwards, you've got the wrap-up of it. So the score graphic, the article for it, the, you know, the recap, and, and those types of things, that's all the work that goes on after it. So it's in that moment of the game where people are there, fans are there enjoying it, we get to take part of that in some aspects. But then the stressful thing is sometimes, like, things don't go, things don't work right. Live right. stats go down, our printers crap it out. and you know, So you're, you're constantly trying to put out sometimes fires during the game that you're like, Oh, and it could get a little stressful, um, and that's all going on during the game. But it's it's all behind the scenes stuff that um, that I really enjoy because again, if 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 we're doing our job right, nobody's going to notice, and exactly. that to me is the best compliment is uh, nobody notices that something went wrong. The first time I was working for Sporting News Radio in Fayetteville, it's ESPN ninety nine five now. And I was covering the Razorbacks for a period of two to three years. And I remember walking into the press box at Reynolds Razorback Stadium the first time and looking around and the, the printers and the office portion of it and just how many people were walking around and trying to get papers here and there. And, you know, my God, this is an office. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, and, and I think innately I knew that, but it didn't seem real until you see it. Yeah. And you see that there that the that all of these ESPN stats that you see had to come from somewhere, exactly. and you have to have some great mathematicians. You have to have some great people who will dig up some of the most obscure statistics. You know, this is uh, Tom Brady's fourth third down in a postseason game after nine o'clock. I mean, yeah. they'll come up with stuff like that. Those are SID people. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's change the tune of this because. Uh, We've already talked for 23 and a half minutes. I there cannot believe it. So we're almost out of time. I want to play a, a little game called Sentence Association. All right. Okay. 
I'm going to say the name of somebody. Okay. You're going to just tell me your general opinion, okay? okay? Some of these are going to be tech folks. Some of these are going to be people who are in the industry. And then I may just see if you're... If you if you have alliances to the right football teams, <laughs> okay. All right, Fair we'll enough. see. All right, uh, number one, Sam Straisner. Oh, he's the best. Sam is. Um, he is. He would be a great SID if he wanted to do it, but he is smart enough to not do it. <laughs> um, and, and I say that all lovingly. But Sam is a tremendous writer. There isn't anybody that that I've come across that loves Arkansas Tech more than him, uh, particularly athletics. And he's just been huge resource uh for for me jumping into it um i had some familiarity with sam beforehand him and kelly just them doing the radio and traveling the spots i was at in the gac and he's just he's invaluable we're very fortunate to have him because not only his his just desire and love for the university but his also willingness to help anybody um and he's got just great historical perspective on on so many things so he's just he's a invaluable resource for me he is the equivalent to Arkansas Tech that Rick Schaefer is to the University of Arkansas. Yeah, in my opinion, doubt. he is 100% that guy. Without a doubt. Um, next one, Pete Kelly. Pete, Pete is great. He is uh, he's rock solid on our um, on our table crew for basketball. Um, they recently, uh, for the conference basketball tournament, his crew, him and his crew, uh, were asked to do the entirety of that tournament, both the men's and women's. So, huge testament to to them. Um, we rarely had any issues on the table with what they do. And, and anybody that follows small-time you know, college basketball knows that there can be issues had. And he's just he's a steady leader for them, helped make sure, even with all the schedule changes we've had, um, making sure that they all can be there. And even when they're not, letting me know, and, and we fill the holes. But he's just a super nice guy, very professional, um, and is, is the rock to our table crew. And it's... It's one less thing I have to worry about, which is great. Ben Greenberg. Ben. Ben, uh, I, the nickname for Ben that I heard was uh, Six Phones. I don't know. If Six he... Phones, yes. <laughs> I, I, because, and, and that actually grew because yeah. originally he was Four Phones. Okay. And then it got to Six. Yeah, I met, I met Ben uh, when I was at Henderson as a GA. And, and just he's a, a ball of energy, too. And just he's one of those guys that the amount of knowledge is in his head and you know, and his game notes were just, they were so much information in them. Um, he, he's one of those that fall, would fall in the line of a, a very traditional SID. Um, he's, uh, he's bounced around a little bit after leaving Tech, um, but he's still in it. I think I believe he's at McKendree right now. And um, he's just observing it from the outside. He's, he's starting to get where um, embracing, you know, a lot of the newer things that have changed. But um, he's great at what he does, and he, and he did a good job when he was at Tech. Kyle Ship. Coach Ship is awesome. Um, to be the head football coach at any university, um, inherently you would think carries a lot of ego along with it or just, you know, over-the-top, you know, kind of just dictatorship type stuff of how you treat people and, and that you're above everybody right. else. Uh, coach Ship is, is the absolute opposite yeah, of that. He's not that guy at all. No. Um you know, and knowing that he's he's a tech alum and just has a special place in his heart for tech, I think is awesome. And um, but he's just he's great to work with. You know, we don't get a chance to to interact a whole lot. You know, they're doing their thing of football, and we've got all of our other sports to worry about. But um, just anything that I truly need, I can go to him, and I know I can get it. And I could go directly to him. 
Other places you would have to go through an assistant coach because the head coach can't be bothered. Um, Kyle Ship is is not that way at all. Very approachable, um, and uh, I'm excited to see what he can continue to do for the football team. Um, you know, because he inherited it when he did in the first year, and then the second year you got you can't play because of COVID, mm-hmm. and and it's a very strong football conference too. Yeah. Um, but I, I truly think, and I've thought this for a long time, that Arkansas Tech. Um, there's no reason why they can't be one of the top teams of the GAC year in and year out. And um, I'm excited to see Ship get it there. And I think he's he's going about it the right way. And he's really yes. good to work with. I owe him a huge favor. He came on this show when yeah. this show was not where it is now. Mm-hmm. Where it's a, it's much easier to get guests on here yeah. now than it used to be when we were first <laughs> starting. And Coach Ship was so gracious. And I, I remember him in school, yeah. which is strange. But, I mean, he's such he's such a, a great asset to Arkansas Tech. Yeah. What about Brian Ramsey? I love Brian. Brian, thankfully, is back in the game. He's back in as a, as the uh, SID, Athletic Communications guy at Washita. Um And I'll tell you, just dealing with Washita in the past – they're unfortunately one of those schools that did not value the position and would put it on students to do it, full-time students to do it. Um, and you didn't know what you would get from them. And he is definitely going to turn that part, that perception around. And it's just, again, a very, um, just nice, one of the nice, nicest people you can ever be around. Um, he was at Monticello when I was at SAU, got to know him there. Um, just, you know, I would make a trip to Monticello just to make sure I could see Brian. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and him and his wife, and they, they have a new baby, and just they do. everything that, that he does, I just, I'm like, man, you are, you're an awesome rock star, and um, I'm glad to call him a friend. I am too. We started our careers together yeah. at KXRJ. Yeah. Little power, the power hour and a half was our radio show, <laughs> and we yeah. put Joey Potts in a dumpster live on the air one time. It there was you go. It was wonderful. Uh, we're already out of time. Uh, we've got to Don't do worry. this again. Yeah. Daniel, this was absolutely outstanding. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. You know, I know I could talk a little bit, and so I could probably talk a little bit more. Uh, I appreciate it. If folks want to find out more about Arkansas Tech Athletics, where do they go? Uh, ArkansasTechSports.com is our website. Um, any Google search of Arkansas Tech will get you there. Um, and then our, our social media outlets, uh, for most of them, I believe we're some variation of at ATU athletics. There might be an underscore somewhere in one of them, but we're, uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on, uh, Instagram. Like I said, we're, I believe we're getting on a uh, TikTok. It may already be out there. Um, so any kind of search for ATU and, uh, athletics, you, you'll find us, but yeah, that's where we're at. Does that mean Kelly Davis is going to do a TikTok dance? You know, I think we can get him to buy in. He's retired now. He's got more time on his hands. Yeah, there's yeah. no reason he, yeah. he should. Yeah, we'll get him, Sam, and uh, Jerry in on something. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much for being yeah, part absolutely. of the show today. And thank you folks for watching. Remember, if you're in the market to buy or sell your home, Latest Realty is the place for you. Give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.